Hey everybody, welcome to our Beautifully Polynesian podcast. This is our second episode and we are your hosts. I'm Tracy and on the other side we have... Offa. Thanks Offa. <laughs> um, I'm excited to dig into this episode. We have a fun episode coming up. Uh, we are two sisters and we have some thoughts about this really interesting subject. Uh, the subject that we're talking about today is that of colorism. Um, and just like everything that we share on this podcast, these are just our personal views based on our personal experiences so we're just here to use this platform as a place to um, just open up the discussion about topics and issues that we face as Polynesian people living in Western societies. If you want to just know a little bit more about us, um, we have our first episode, which goes into a little bit more detail about us. Um, but yeah, so let's dig into our topic offer. Mm -hmm. um, why did you decide or why do you think <laughs> colorism would be a good topic to talk about? Um, I really just think it's something that, you know, it's, it's, it's not like an idea that is... Um, talked about much and like in my in my group of circles or in my friend of circles because I, I I think that we're so um I guess in it that we don't really see what it is and so for example like just being able to I guess really try and identify um what colorism is how it affects us and what we can do moving forward I really think that it is something that affects especially our community and it's yeah that's why I wanted to talk about it. Cool. So let's just get a definition. Okay. A quick little definition of what colorism is. Um, Offer, do you have that on hand? The definition yeah. of, of colorism? So um, Alice Walker said colorism is the uh, judicial or preferential treatment of the same race people based on their colour. So prejudicial. Let me just clarify that. <laughs> Sorry. Are you sure? Yeah, it's prejudicial. Guys. Can you spell it for me? <laughs> just kidding. I can't because I'm looking at it. <laughs> I just okay, control. Just like I just do like the left click and then you know you just look for the right <laughs> spelling. You know I'm bored. Every time you Ooh, want to just spell it wrong. I don't use Word these days. We've upgraded uh, from Word. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah. Um, so pretty much just give us a breakdown of that definition just in like plain, simple English, everybody English, everyday English. <laughs> um, so it's really just... Um, just... I guess treating people differently based on the color of their skin, and 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 I think it was clarified um, in uh, a BBC um, a BBC documentary about uh, dark skinned girls. 
Yes. Um, that racism is about race. Colorism is about how dark your skin is. Racism usually comes from people with different ethnic groups. But colorism, that can come anywhere, even from someone of your same ethnic group. So it's really like uh, for people who are Pacific Islanders, you know, treating people differently of the same uh, ethnic group, really. Yes. And so colorism is pretty much just 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 um, putting people like putting people up higher that are a different colored skin to you so yeah that's a pretty big big thing especially in all of the minorities like I've seen it's been common amongst like the black community it's common among the Hispanic community. It's common among the Asian community. Like, it's definitely not in the, like, I guess it can be in the white community. But, like, if you're a little bit less of it. Actually, I've heard that in the white community as well, if you are mixed and you have a darker skin tone, you're obviously not valued as highly as, like, if you're purely white and you can't tell that you've got anything mixed in you, right? Yeah, I I do think there is different treatment, but um, just even from a Pacific Islander from a perspective, like how we treated our brother, or at least how other people treated our brother differently to us, like his skin tone was constantly mentioned, whereas our skin tone wasn't even mentioned at all. And it would always be yeah. brought up in conversations going, oh, we didn't even notice he was your brother because, you know, he didn't look as um, like you guys. And yeah. then also say things like, um, oh, like make jokes like, oh, I can't see you because it's too dark. You know, like those jokes were always seem to always be hand in hand by a CE. Whereas for us, I feel like our skin tone really was barely brought up. Unless it was brought up to go, oh, you are lighter than, I, you know, than I expected you to be, or something like that. But that was rare, I, I believe. I think not really common. Yeah. So in our household specifically, we did like experience a lot. I feel like we and, really did experience I, I a lot. Yeah, I contributed to it too. At, especially at the age we don't know, and you do it because, like, especially where. You know, it hurts your brother's feelings, so you know you want to say it more. Not that I necessarily thought those things, but because... Sounds like you have a lot of issues with your brother. <laughs> a lot of deep, deep no. issues. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's your brother too. Wow. You're the one like, oh my gosh, my brother, my brother. <laughs> I'm just oh yeah, this is therapy. This is therapy, so don't worry, we'll help yeah. you out. <laughs> yeah, and not issue my brother so much, but more just you know we we could have reacted to each other better, <laughs> and I could have been a better older sister for sure, for sure. But in terms of just colorism, that's how I saw it in my house growing up, and I think I noticed it more through my brother, and that's how I think I learned about that through the world that we were growing up in, um, and especially if I noticed, I don't remember. I don't know. I don't remember other nationalities really telling Baya that he was darker. I do remember it was more of our own kind that was telling him, hey, you're yeah. <laughs> You know? So I think it became uh, 
yeah, one thing that I noticed. So our brother was actually when our brother was born, he was the lightest. Mum would say Fire was like the lightest out of all of us. But yeah, as he got older, my brother did a lot of sports. He did cricket, and if you guys know cricket, cricket, you're like I don't know how many. You're pretty much like the whole day outside in the yeah. sun, and for a long, and, like for a long day in the summer. Yeah, and then he, and then in the winter, he also played a ton of rugby. So my brother was always outside, and so his skin just like penetrated the sun, but it just kept it. And so he was obviously a lot darker than us, just because he was outside, out and about more. And yeah, he would constantly, I feel like, get comments from people like, oh, you guys are related. But I feel like I experienced a ton of, a ton of um, colorism, even just with mom, like when she'd be like, so, so, like, like come, come out from the sun, like, you're going to be black if you keep going out yeah. in the sun. Or like, or like when we're mm. at the beach like all of the white people would be tanning out in the sun and then you'll see all of our Polynesian families under a tree because no one wanted to get black Like, yeah and you know what's really funny is that I went to like a comedy gig um, me and Asi we were on a date night and we were a comedy gig and it was all these coloured comedians it was a really good night it was like not so much about the comedy but there was this Filipino guy, he came out and he was saying, clap your hands if, um, and, and most of the audience members, might I add, were not colors, but um, he was like, clap your hands if you've ever had this happen to you. And um, or for my Filipino or for my um, Asian brothers and sisters, where your parents have told you to get out of the sun because you'll get dark uh, or you'll get tan and they want you to stay fair. And then, like, I was really the only person that really clapped. <laughs> and that, and for me, it was like, when, when he said that, I'm like, man, that's something I relate to. That's not of my culture. But definitely something that my, like, you know, own family, own, like, parents or even just, like, other, other people I've heard say things like that. And so I'm just like, wow, that's, that's a funny experience that we all share in common. <laughs> yeah. It's... Yeah, and a lot of different ethnicities. Yeah, but I would uh, argue in the New Zealand sun, you should get out of the sun because it actually, it actually is really bad in New Zealand to be in the sun because of the the ozone layer. But not for the sake of just being fair is why you need to get out of the sun. Is why I'm more like, yeah, staying away. Yeah, yeah. it's it's definitely um, like an issue that lots of people of color um, face is trying to be white like I even remember um, like so when the girls do do a tau olunga they always yeah. like if you have if you have fair skin and you're doing a tau olunga they always it's always like you're more prized because you're so fair like like if you are white and like you're automatically just seen as more beautiful like you don't even have to be good like 
good looking according to whoever's terms but like if you're just white you're automatically put above everybody else you know and so just that on its own is is something to attain for and I found that like weird because I would be like well um, you know like the, you know if they tell you to cover up right and so obviously you'll have tan marks <laughs> you'll have your tan marks so for me I was like oh tan marks look ugly <laughs> like, and so for me I was I'd rather be one full color <laughs> than like slightly light like just like when the t-shirt mark is which is what I've always been might I add then like um then like then just like um yeah then what I'd rather just be one full color so it's, yeah. I don't so know. where do you think? Yeah. So where what do you, do you think colorism began? How do you think it began? Well, I do think that when Mum did tell us about it, she would talk, tell us about how the nobles and the um, and and those who are wealthier didn't go outside and because they didn't go outside they, they didn't work out in the sun they were fairer yeah, and so. also um, and, and and on the side note also their bodies were bigger or like they had more fat than a normal person and those who were skinnier and darker they were the ones that worked outside and so I guess the um, the way that they've been able to put down a pedestal because of that um, but at the same time, I do think that uh, colonialism, especially, and not that it happened in Tonga, but just um, just the idealism that, you know, white is better because, you know, they've got this and this and this, and this is what we need to aspire to have. And maybe that's even led to the idealizing of their traits as well, um, from my perspective. But... Yeah. What do you think, Tracy? Um, yeah, I think colonization played a huge role in in why we aspire to be whiter. Like yeah. a lot of the dominant cultures that came and took over lots of the lands were white, and I feel like apparently their ways were better than ours and looking like them was better than us and so um I which is really yeah I think I think well and also just like yeah what you said about the nobles and I heard that yeah the nobles were inside they weren't going out working and they weren't out in the field so they were definitely fairer and they got the good food so they were definitely a lot thicker than the people who were out working their butts off and so um which is yeah interesting because back like you know in the like no I I wouldn't I wouldn't say maybe Elizabethan times but the fuller woman was definitely the ideal woman back then which now yeah. has shifted to more of that thinner woman and anyways that's a different discussion for another day but um, the Tongan people still like they still admire that fuller figure woman and the fuller figure and fairer and so yeah colonization and also just like that 
um, the nobles and the royal like teas played a huge role in I feel like the um, colorism ideals that we have um, which definitely I feel like it's time to let go of those things it's time to I remember even back in high school where like if you were dating a half-caste boy or if you were with a half-caste person they were obviously better than being with a full Tongan it was always like or if she looked or if they even just gave off like you know just like and then it was a cool thing to say oh I am like quarter German or like half German and I'm just like like, everyone's gonna like like, like (laughs) yeah everybody has to mention their quarter German side yeah Um, and it's like a one eighth and it's like cool good to know Um, but it's yeah everybody was very much like I am part white I am white and if you could yeah. be with a with a half white guy, it was even more of a prestige. Well, even like I we've talked about this before. Like I was just very much like it's better to be white. And so when someone complimented me that oh are you half cast, it was like just a big compliment to me. Like obviously I'm acting really white, and I'm like that they would think that I was half cast, and I got that a lot just kind yeah. of like by the way that I talked and sometimes of the style of the clothes that I like to wear I like to wear more of like the clothes that the white girls would wear versus the Polynesians and everybody would not everybody but I would get like assumptions that I'm part white in some way shape or form and it was just like yay you know I even remember yeah I even remembered uh, mom used to tell us how how everyone used to think that you were a little, uh, that you were like, she was married to a white guy because you were so fair and people didn't really believe that she was, that you were full Tongan. And I, yeah. and I feel like she said that with like, you know, proudness in her, <laughs> in her, yeah. in her heart. <laughs> and yeah. so, I think that like, then like gave me, or like told me, hey, that this is the better way to look. And so I think, I started, yeah, and I started to idealize, A, that maybe yeah. this is the better, like, looking type of people. And I feel like that it's kind of, yeah, it's, I feel like it's been ingrained in us and so, like, in just, like, everything and, and, um, in just, like, everyday conversation and just, like, especially, I think, living here in New Zealand as well also probably added weight to that. But I know that my, when I was on a mission in Australia, Adelaide, my own companion she she even told me when i went to australia because i because the thing is i can get very dark in the summer well i can get very very dark and i can also go very pale in this in the winter and and um and so she kind of said like during because we had met during the summer and it was in australia so australia is always super hot and we're always out all day and she's like i just didn't expect you offer to be or sister algava to be um to be you know dark i expected you to be you know because you live in new zealand or muli i I expected you to be fairer and i kind of like was taken aback by it and i was just like what do you mean and then it kind of just 
like the time I ended up spending with her, a lot of the conversations and topics that we had talked about became um, became about, you know, just her skin color. And I realized along the way that she had been, especially because she was born and raised in Tonga, she had been always told that she was too dark and that, you know, think, and she was not, um, I guess, beautiful because she was dark. But I actually found her, you know, beautiful. And, um, but she, she didn't... Yeah, she all she saw instead of like you know what the person actually looks like, she only saw like you know your skin color skin. takes away that. Beauty. Yeah, and yeah. If you were dark and, and you're pretty, it was a waste. Like it's not yes. pretty. You're not pretty. You're not pretty because you know that's not real beauty. And I found that very irritating because I I find that I was just like, especially when I what she saw me again in winter later, um, she saw that she was like, oh, you do go light, and I was just like. I was like, yeah, because that's what the sun does. It makes you darker. And then, you know, when there's no sun, it makes you lighter. Like, that's what what happens to everybody. What happens to any normal person? And I think that, like, she's so ingrained in that. And I felt sad because, like, I get it because she's especially the one that's been targeted by, um, by, by that kind of atmosphere and and by the words that, you know, her her family yeah, it's all but especially, especially with her, I think it really did. It really well, did, like. I it think was, with I her, she with it from it, right? I think with her, it was the opposite of what we got. Like, she definitely wanted to be wider because she was always the at the heart of the criticism. She was she was darker, and so all the mocking would be on her, and so of course she would want to be lighter whereas for us we were always told we were the lighter ones so we didn't we haven't faced the discrimination as much as she did do you get what I mean and so and then saying that like I'm not even that light yeah. and I'm not even, and and for us to and I personally don't think that there's, there was much difference between our skin colors well and I I yeah. feel like there's still a difference like like for us if we're fair like we'll never truly know somebody in her shoes how it feels because yeah, yeah. their discrimination is definitely going to be way more harsher than we'll get like obviously we get some but it's not going to be the same as yeah. somebody who has dark skin and and I think that's like like where to from here like what can we do about it like what can we how can we move forward with this issue and not like continuing this generational cycle of discrimination what can we do I think for me my personal takeaway or just something that I want to be more conscious of doing is especially for like darker skin uh, young women around me I want to make sure I compliment them and tell them how beautiful they are I think that that's something that I want to do more around me and especially with you know our twin sisters um, they were like I think they, they had a bottle chucked at them and they were called black darkies or something like especially like something like that made me more aware that 
people with darker skin really are treated treated differently and I think for me I want to make sure that especially for the people in my influence in my realm I want to make sure that they know that their skin color is not something that they should be ashamed of and if anything it's something that makes them beautiful and I think that we to be aware of it means that we should also try and get rid of any unconscious bias that we might have and any kind of lingering thoughts of you know whiter is better or lighter is better Uh, that's what I want to do what about you Tracy um yeah well just even that just just be mindful like conscious of how you say things and portray things because we joke around a lot as Polynesians like oh man I'm so black like just saying that like I'm so black is already sending the message that being black is bad that being black is negative and just taking that out of our mindset taking that out of our vocabulary like there's that shouldn't be in how we speak and even just like when we oh man you look so pretty you're so fair like oh you're so white like if we're complimenting people for being white what what's that sending being white is beautiful we really just need to watch I feel like and be more conscious and aware of how we say or like when you see somebody and be like oh my gosh you're so black like you're so black in a negative way whereas I feel like some people are now like embracing that whole melanin my melanin is beautiful my melanin is who I am my you know there's like a lot of people out there that are embracing their melanin and like full-on and I think that's just kind of what we need to start doing embracing our brown skin being proud of our brown skin loving the skin that we're in whatever shade it's at and just like it doesn't even have to be mentioned skin skin color skin it's like it doesn't have to be complimented as something of beauty do you get what I mean like you don't have to specifically call out your skin is beautiful or you don't is that what you're saying I mean like oh maybe if like the texture or like whatever is beautiful but just complimenting one skin color as a thing of beauty is kind of just like you're saying that that they're just beautiful because of their skin color versus yeah I, I, I might disagree with that a little bit because I think that especially you know just like the rulers like people so often compliment those for being fair I think we have to you know just say hey being black is beautiful as well like and it's more like it's just as beautiful as being white so I I think being able to say hey you know um I'm beautiful the way I am and not being able to like and yet there will be like I just don't want there to be you know, you have to go stronger on something that's not happening now for it to be a norm. And I think one day it could be like that. 
but I don't yeah. think right now will be that time yet. I think we have to make call out and make sure people understand that hey, you know, being black is color. Yeah, being black, being brown, being dark brown, being light brown, being tan, whatever that is. So you're saying just to keep acknowledging the minorities until it's kind of more equal. Yeah, until it's mm-hmm. more equal, until it's more, until we can like get it through our heads that you know it's just skin at the end of the day. You think and that. it doesn't define our work. Yeah. Yeah, because, I can see that. Because I mean that that's what really is really happening, right? We're looking people are looking at our skin and defining our worth on the outside of it already. Before yeah. they even like get to know us. And we're trying to say, hey, I'm worth I am worthy. I am beautiful no matter what kind of skin I am. Yeah. And that's what I want people to know and understand that right now we have to do this because it's not around yet and but one day we can get to the point where it doesn't even matter but i think that's a utopia <laughs> and just, you know. yeah no um i think it was this is just a good good um discussion about colorism it's definitely not the end or be all and definitely our thoughts are not these are just thoughts we're just talking we definitely have room to grow we definitely have room to learn um we would love 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 your thoughts and opinions on this whole idea of colorism um how it affects you and how it affects your community and our society so yeah we'd love to hear your thoughts um Feel free to message us, um, offers at Beautifully Polynesian, um, and let us know what you thought of this podcast. I think it's definitely a topic worth exploring some more, and we'll definitely be coming back and touching base on this topic, because we still have a ton more stories um, for another episode, another time. But thanks for joining us, and... We will see you guys in our next episode. Bye. Bye.